We may see some some further charges filed in that here soon in terms of some kind of homicide charges. We don't know that. I don't know that. But they're looking at it, certainly. Uh, Renee, what are some other cases you've been following? Yeah, I have a, a couple that I'm following. And so I actually put a new a new call out for some leads. And so um, a daughter reached out to me in regards to her father's uh, suspicious death in Laramie. And so and it happened, sounds like it happened about 20 years ago or so. So I'll be meeting with that individual soon. And so in talking about her dad's case. And then, let's see, I have another lead in terms of Oh, let's see. It's it's out of uh, I think it's out of Gillette as well, and so I have quite a few that are are coming up, but nothing quite solid. So until I have some solid yeses, let's run with this. I try to keep them close to my chest so I don't shake any feathers in case all, not all family members are on the same page. Renee, this might be a, a bit far back for what you're doing. I mentioned it in one of my emails to you. I've always been fascinated by the Amy Robechtel case. Have you looked into that at all? Yeah, that's actually, you know, it's probably one of Wyoming's most famous unsolved cases. And so disappeared uh, investigation discovery. They did an episode on the Amy Rowe Bechtel case. And so it's a, it's a pretty uh, famous case for, for our area and probably the one that, that people would know off the top of their head outside of Wyoming as well. For those who aren't familiar with it, she went jogging. This was in the late 90s. I think it was 97, 98. It may not have that exactly right. But she, they lived yeah, in the 90, Okay. And they lived in the Lander area, and she went out jogging, and she just never came back, and nobody's ever been formally charged. Do I have my facts right on that? That's correct. And so she was um, her, I believe, oh, let's see, her ex, no, her husband. And so she was married at the time, and, and so and he was definitely questioning him pretty frequently and so but uh, in order for him to be able to remarry and move on with his life they had to actually go through and declare Amy officially dead which I think I believe happened in 2004. Renee looks like we have a caller on the line good afternoon caller go ahead. Oh thanks I uh, was interested in the most uh, in the recent Supreme Court uh, batch of rulings there was one on habeas corpus and if if I remember right, uh, if you to do a comparison against Jesus or about Jesus, he has a phony trial where he never talks, and then he's found guilty and nailed to a cross, right? So the concept of habeas corpus is one in which uh, we the people are able to finally get appeals and that actual honesty in the courts. Uh, uh, becomes uh, precedent. So the recent Supreme Court rulings basically say that bad court rulings in the states can have no uh, federal oversight. So if you get a lousy trial in the state courts and the various states come up with laws that say that you have no right of appeal, the federal courts can have no uh, say over that and you can just be executed. So I'm wondering if you're familiar with the recent Supreme Court ruling on habeas corpus and uh, how this uh, uh, recent uh, ruling basically says that the federal government is uh, allowed to be just lazy about this. Renee, is that something you deal with or is that outside your scope? That's a little bit outside of my scope. <laughs> so uh, in, I'm just, a, I should say, I'm an English instructor. Out, out of the college and okay. so you know getting in kind of some of those legal 
you know, conversations are a little bit over um, outside of my scope of expertise. And so, but I do have some amazing defense attorney friends that if, you know, you ever want to have them on the show, I'm sure they would be happy to, to join in. I'm actually um, have been tapped for a case that would be similar to this conversation where we believe that these individuals were wrongly convicted and so and have ran out of all of their appeals and so this would be a really interesting conversation in in tandem with this with this case and so because if they are found you know wrongfully convicted that means that this person who committed this heinous murder is still out there and that does happen and then it becomes unsolved yeah we had a case right here in cheyenne a gentleman i believe his name was charles johnson could have the name wrong but he was he was in prison for quite some time uh they they found out he didn't commit the crime they had to turn him loose and i don't remember all the specifics on that so i probably shouldn't go down that road too far but my point is it does happen uh, Absolutely. Re- Renee, uh, not a missing person, but it's an unsolved case, a lot of local interest. I don't know if you've looked into it at all. Have you ever looked at the coin shop murders at all? Oh, my gosh, yes. I, that's definitely a case I would love to to cover and to do. But one of my goals uh, in getting this podcast going is, and, and especially coming from the instructor side, you know, where this podcast kind of was um, – a labor of love after doing a true crime literature class mm-hmm. and so one of the things that we talked about in that class is that sometimes you know people will report on stories or cover stories that the families don't even know is happening and then they're kind of re-traumatized when you know they see that somebody cover their story without any input for them or even asking them mm-hmm. and so i do have a contact with somebody who's connected to the family and I know that they put it out there for them, but they haven't reached back out yet. Okay. So I wouldn't work on a case unless there's a family member who wants to be involved and or gives me their blessing that it's a-okay for me to run that case. Because okay. one, you know, being a Wyoming resident myself, you know, um, first and foremost, I care about Wyoming people, which is why I'm doing this. And so, but I also want to stay on good terms with my neighbors. <laughs> so, oh, totally understand. Oh. Renee, uh, we're down to about a minute left. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about here this afternoon? Uh, Any cases you can just toss out there, anything you'd like people to know? No, the one thing that we're also doing on the podcast, so we we cover a large case every two weeks, but then on the opposite weeks, we also do missing person updates. So for new people who have been, been reported missing in the state, and those are pretty short episodes. So I highly encourage people to listen to those so they can keep eyes and ears out while they're out recreating and, you know, having and enjoying the great state of Wyoming. Almost out of time. Again, where can people get the podcast at? They can get it on every major platform. And so it is a Spotify um, uh, podcast, but they can get it on Apple, Amazon Music, Audible, anywhere that you can get a podcast. Unsolved Wyoming. Okay. Renee, I, I would like to have you back on the show again sometime in the future to talk about some more of these cases. That would be fantastic. I would love that. Okay. Thanks, Renee. Thank you. Have Bye. A, have a good weekend. And again, that's the Unsolved Warming Podcast. I, I, I won't lie to you. I find that stuff fascinating. I, I watch a lot of the ID network at home. Um, I guess everybody loves a mystery, and I think I think that's just really interesting stuff, especially when it's right here in Wyoming. 
That's going to wrap it up for us for another uh, edition of Weekend in Wyoming. Be safe this weekend. Uh, a lot of more traffic already in town, I've noticed. If you're out and about, do be careful. Of course, enjoy Cheyenne Frontier Days. We're kind of sort of unofficially getting underway now. AM 650 KGAB Cheyenne Orchard Valley. You've been listening to the Weekend in Wyoming program on AM 650 KGAB. Thank you for joining us. That's going to wrap it up for us for another Saturday. Talk to you later.